0: Hey there, I'm Kevin Daisy and I'm Eric Olson. You're listening to the Managing Partners Podcast, where we interview top lawyers about how they're growing their firms. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Managing Partners Podcast. My name is Kevin Daisy and I'll be your host, also the founder of Array Digital. We help law firms with their marketing. Today, I'm bringing you a guest to help you with your productivity, save you some time, and we have Sarah Tetlow over here to help us out with that. Sarah, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Kevin. Great to be here. Thank you.
0: Excellent. Yeah, no, thanks for joining me. Uh, Sarah and I actually met through a, a legal organization called ALA. It's Association of Legal Administrators. So you knew all those folks that help run your law firms and keep your, your stuff straight, great group, great organization. And Sarah was actually a speaker at one of their national uh, one of their statewide conferences. um, And that's where we met. So, Sarah, I appreciate you connecting with me. Tell me more about what you do and, you know, coming on to share what you know and how you help attorneys and law firms uh, be more productive. So,
1: Yeah. Great. Thanks, Kevin. Met you at the ALA statewide retreat. And I have a company called Firm Focus. I'm a productivity strategist and consultant. So I worked in law firms for 15 years. And back in 2018, I really saw an opportunity to help more lawyers than just the ones that were in the four walls that I worked in. So I created Firm Focus and designed it with a very narrow niche of helping lawyers and legal professionals with time management issues. So specifically, project management, task management, time management, attention management, which is a big piece of it. And finally email management. I also have a system I created called ART, A-R-T-T, which helps lawyers and pretty much any professional who uses email, tame that email beast.
0: Well, it sounds like I could use your help as well. <laughs> yeah, email is is out of control sometimes and it can take our time. I mean, just all the time, right? We just, we, we default back to it. We have a few minutes we wanna check it on. I think that's a huge problem just across the board so um i can see what, where what you do is important and it makes sense for sure so you know i want to back up a little bit just mm-hmm. i want to learn more about you so the honestly learn more about you personally uh, where you're from you know kind of your background a little bit more you kind of yeah. mentioned a little bit of things there but tell us more about you and then we'll get into some of the things the tactical things that you know some people can take away from this episode
1: great excellent i live in the san francisco bay area in california And I am married um, two small children and, well, they're eight and nine and a half. So however you define small, but those are my two boys. And I have always been very organized and had a really good sense of time in project management. um, And I do have some certifications for that as well. But I'll just share a little story that kind of sets the scene. Um, When I was in college and I was going to go away, to study abroad in Russia. And I was already like, you know, managing my own bills and everything. And so I went out and I bought an expand file and I dated it for the whole period I was gonna be gone on my travels. And went ahead and, you know, this is back when you would write checks for every bill. There was no online bill pay, or if there was like nobody was using it. I just date it myself, but yes, I used to write checks. So I went through and I like looked at all the upcoming bills, wrote the checks, sealed them in the envelopes, put them in the date in the expandable, and then I would put notes like, "Water my plants," and I would drop them on every seven days or whatever systems I had in place. I planned it out for the whole period I was going to be gone, and then I probably demanded. I'm a, if you know, disc, I'm a D on the disc thing. <laughs> I asked my parents if they would go through the expandable and check it every day. And if there was a bill in there, mail it out on the day that it was, yeah, I sound totally lunatic right now, but this is what I did back when I was 20. And if mail came in, I wanted them to put it on the day it came in so that I could go chronologically when I got back and check the mail. So this just sort of sets the scene that even at a somewhat young age, I already had systems in place. I've been a planner my whole life. I've been organized my whole life. And this was a skill that I used even when I was working in law firms and working with lawyers. And that has translated to a lot of what I do in my business is help people with these skills, with creating processes, systems, streamlining things but customize for that individual because everyone's going to use different tools or some people might be like, yeah, I'm never going to go out and buy an expandable and I've graduated from the expandables, but the same idea applies to digital things that we do to track projects and tasks. So hopefully that was a little bit of a fun story, Kevin, and kind yeah, of no, that's... <laughs> going on up in here.
0: <laughs> no, I would, I would have everyone else listening and I was like, wow, that's insane. But at the same time, you know, to me, like I'm kind of on the edge, like I I'm somewhat organized in some areas. And then sometimes I'm like, whatever, I don't care, but I, I find peace and joy when things are organized It just not always that way. But so I think where you can have those things in place and you feel like you have it organized, it's just like a big weight off your shoulders. Not to mention the other benefits of time savings and things like that. So yeah. I would think hopefully most people re- resonate with that story and say, wow, that would be amazing. I think doing it applying it and sticking to it is a whole nother problem right so i'm sure that's where you you come in to help so yeah that that sounds nice and you know i guess it proves to your attention to detail and that you've not just started doing this that you've you've kind of done this throughout your life so that's good that's really good i I feel like there's a lot of those like fake coaches out there and consultants that are like i'm just gonna do this thing because it looks like i can do this but they've never actually done it they've never performed at it they've never they don't have success doing they just kind of learn some things and now they have a you know youtube videos up there and then you know it's so there's a lot of that that noise out there yeah so well excellent well thanks okay. for sharing that story so sure. diving into more of kind of what you do day to day so let's kind of paint a picture of say i'm a law firm mm-hmm. and i'm in a situation where wow, i could really use some help with this i, I don't have someone here to manage those things, to get me organized, I'm running around just trying to keep up with the clients and cases that I have. What would something like that look like to you? How would you enter in? How do you, how are you helping someone in that situation? What's kind of that first step look like?
1: Yeah, great. So I have, I'm gonna go into, I have three offerings that I do under the Firm Focus umbrella, and then I'll kind of go into each of those three offerings and explain that as I answer your question. So on the one hand, I do speaking, training, presentations so a firm one option is to bring me in as a as a speaker to the firm or a trainer and I do different programs some are like my productivity overview program is called from frazzle to focus that's a really popular popular program I come in that has um, we get into multitasking doing a brain dump and then how to take everything that you learned in that training and apply it to your day-to day so that's one of my trainings another one I do is called stop welcoming the distractions. That's getting really deep into distractions and interruptions, and then also a little bit on multitasking as well. I also do one called Learn to Do More by Doing Less. That's on delegation techniques and strategies. I also do one on Microsoft Planner. That is a tool that if you have Microsoft products, Microsoft 365, you have Microsoft Planner as part of your suite. It is one of the most hidden gems that for whatever reason, Microsoft does not like to broadcast that you have these apps and tools available to you in fact if you even go onto office.com you won't see it it's not an app there but if you go to tasks.office.com all of a sudden you can log in and you have this wonderful platform so i do trainings on how to use planner combined with the habits around it because one of my things is you can't do tasks that are late if they're late you can't go back in time we have to have a behavioral behavior to bring tasks forward. So I do trainings and speaking. I have some other programs on my website as well. Now that's one offering. The second offering I do is my coaching. So coaching is designed, primarily I do one-on-one private coaching. I also do some team coaching as well, but to stay in the one-on-one private coaching lane, if a firm identifies somebody at the firm that could really benefit from some time management or productivity coaching, Or often the individual is coming to me themselves and saying, I feel like I'm organized or maybe I feel like I'm not organized or I have ADHD and I'm really struggling on the outside. I look like I have it all together, but I am just drowning behind the scenes and I don't want to live this way anymore. So my one-on-one coaching, typically I prescribe a three-month plan to start with. Um, That's called my starter productive plan. And we work together for three months. I will be totally candid that most clients, and I do say this up front in the initial discovery call, which I offer anyone a 30 minute, no pressure discovery call. If you just want to find out more, I typically tell them most clients end up converting to six months because it takes that long to build these habits. And I'm meeting with my clients weekly because we are changing the way you think and behave. And that is going to go at a pace that, we're going to work together on. So some people are picking them up really quickly because they have some strengths already in this area and other people need a little bit more time to develop the habits. The group coaching is similar, except for it's designed in a way where I'm meeting collectively with the team, as well as individual with each member so that I can really help leverage some of the strengths and weaknesses as the groups, as well as the individuals. So that's the second offering that I have. And finally, the third offering I have is my, our email system. This is also behavioral change. So I teach a system that is based off of the five D's principle, which is with everything we do as a human being, it boils down to you do it, you delay it, you diminish it, you delegate it, or you delete it. Those are the actions that we take with everything we do from brushing our teeth to (laughs) researching and writing a brief to uh, your marketing efforts, right? And so what I teach with art is a similar workflow. Email is somebody communicating something to you because they want your attention. They want you to take an action. So every email that comes in, you're gonna do it, delay it, diminish it, delegate it, delete it, or save it. And so my system teaches a way of thinking about email a little bit differently, and then how to apply that thinking to your inbox. And I offer that through one-on-one private training, team training, or or firm-wide training, or I have it built out as a self-paced course in both Outlook and Gmail.
0: Excellent. That's awesome. Hey there, this is Eric J. Olson, the CEO of ArrayLaw. If you're ready to work with a world-class digital marketing company, reach out. You can find us online at ArrayLaw.com or call us at any time, 757-333-3021. So you have a lot of things you can offer and and people can start at different levels. And it sounds like you kind of have that covered for any type of person that wants to get started. That's cool. That's excellent. I like the whole thing with the email. So that was the, said that again, that was the Ds.
1: Yeah. Do, delay, diminish, delegate, or delete. And I didn't say it, but I'll just say it now. ART is an acronym for Action Reference Tracking Trash, which is my play on the five d's and what you do with email you act on it you refer to it if, either in the past or in the future you track it because you need something back like a signed agreement or a signed declaration or a research return to you or a question answered or you trash it and so that's the acronym of art um to simplify it obviously the course really embeds this thinking in translation to how you manage your inbox so
0: that's interesting i once you kind of got this down, you're, you're immediately assigning it and you're taking care of it, done, out of your way.
1: Triage email. That's what I'm like, quick decision, triage and email. Zero. Yep. Inbox. I. Okay. So I have to just say this. So, cause I hear inbox zero and I, it kills me because when I hit inbox zero and then like immediately someone emails me and I'm like, I just failed. It's not inbox zero. So uh-huh. I don't call it inbox zero. I call it inbox Zen. I am okay with three emails sitting there because I know what I'm doing with those three emails or I have a plan or 12 emails or 15 emails or 30 emails. I am not okay with 10,000 emails or 300 emails because (laughs) now I don't have a plan. So that's, I call it inbox Zen.
0: (laughs) I like that a lot because that floats around here sometimes like, oh man, my zero, someone will post it or my business partner. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Because I don't really care, but I'll, I'll leave emails unread or... I'll mark them important or whatever I gotta do, but I don't care if I'm at inbox zero, to be honest with you. And I like with Gmail, it puts like promotional stuff in a promotional tab mm-hmm. and social. You know, and- that'll fill up sometimes. I'll delete it all at once, social, yeah. uh, but it's not in my main primary. And to me, that's it's not as much noise if it's there. So I like that. Inbox Zen, I'm gonna start using that in the office. Yeah. And people are like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I feel in control. If you're feeling in control, you should fit. It does. It's not about inbox zero. It's not attainable. Inbox zero is never attainable because like I said, as soon as you hit, I got inbox zero this morning, which I don't even always get inbox zero. And then someone, I turned my head. I came back. I had three emails. I'm like, well, that inbox zero just went away, but three emails that's still inbox Zen. Right? That's pretty good. But yeah. It's not in I not got zero. a
0: couple emails, I think, while we're sitting here talking. So, uh, <laughs> and Mach Zero is not happening. <laughs> no. I love that a lot. So uh, that's really cool. So, and kind of give us an idea. So, you know, you focus primarily on law firms, so do we, of course. And yeah, I think it's a, it's a big issue. I mean, because from the marketing side, we're working with clients and I, a lot of firms are not organized and they have people all over the place and they don't know what's going on And we can see that very clearly from our side, although we usually don't have a say in that, or we don't have really a, a battle on that. But we can definitely tell the difference between a client that's organized, systems and processes in place. And we're a very system and process oriented company. So everything we have has a, a process document and we follow it. And if it doesn't, we'll create one. But we can definitely see when a, a client comes through the door that is not that way. And a lot of times I'm trying to help and a lot of stuff that I post is about those types of things as well. So it's not just about marketing, it's about all the other things that just have, have in place. If your firm's not operating effectively and efficiently, I can drive leads that will probably get dropped and there's no intake person that's got a process and and then our job is really, you know, our value is not being brought to the table.
1: Yeah, so obviously or well I would make it this assumption Kevin that if people are listening to this podcast and and or working with Array Digital that they are aware that marketing is an essential part of operating the law firm. And I want to hone in on something you just said specifically, or actually two parts, but I'm going to start with the one part. So you <laughs> said you can you can bring forward leads and turn them over to your firms, your clients. But if they don't have a process in place internally to then do something with those leads, there's missed opportunity there, there's lost revenue. Mm-hmm. And that's telling me, and it, I think from what you said, it's probably telling you the same thing, that there is something broken internally where they're not streamlining some of those processes that, or there's imbalance on how many leads they can take in versus what maybe they've communicated. So maybe that's an imbalance, but if there is something internal that they're not able to get back to those leads then they aren't operating efficiently and they're not using your company effectively as well. And so there's probably something internally that they can do to create those workflows and streamline that. The other thing you mentioned was you can sometimes tell when your clients are organized or not, maybe based on responsiveness or, you know, communicating with you. And just to touch in on that a little bit too, obviously, again, they believe in working with you and the need for marketing and business development as a law firm or as an attorney, but I, that suggests to me, maybe they're, they are disorganized behind the scene and maybe that's something I could come in and help with them because certainly the marketing and the business development is important as well as of course, the client work and the administrative work, but maybe there's something internally they could be doing differently, either as a firm or as an individual to make sure that balls aren't getting dropped, that the plates are still spinning but that they fill in control of the spinning plates. And then what I like to say as a visual, we all have plate spinning, that's called project management. And we don't just have one plate spinning going, okay, I only have one client, one case, uh, going to trial on this one case or doing this deal for this one client. Um, that might be a great world, but that's also a scary world. We need multiple clients <laughs> and we need multiple plates spinning, but you have to fill in control of those multiple plates spinning in addition to knowing what plates are set on the counter and when it's time to switch some plates. And so that's a visual of what I'm helping clients with as I'm coming in and looking at what are the plates they have spinning? What does not need to be spinning right now? What can wait? Because that's sometimes being productive is being comfortable with what it is you're not working on right now. And then knowing when you need to change that balance. And so if clients are disorganized or maybe they're even organized, but feeling like I said, behind the scenes, not feeling Feeling like they're spinning too many plates or overwhelmed, that's something I can help with. And if they are, from your perspective, disorganized, that's probably that they, you know, they're just, they obviously, again, realize the value of marketing or using an external marketing company to help them. And there's probably simple switches they need to make, either individually or as a firm to be able to use that effectively. So.
0: Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's something that we just sort more as we've grown. And, you know, I, and I think to this, I think that's a big piece there. If A more uh, older, sophisticated firm has been around a long time. They're probably have less of those issues mm-hmm. uh, because they are around and they have grown. Uh, but it's, it's the ones that's like, you know, I started my business or when you started your business, when you get in that, okay, I'm, I'm too small to afford certain things and to hire certain people and to get certain softwares and and you're kind of in that spot where you have cases and referrals and you're just trying to do the work and you can't quite hire that first person yet or you're you can't bring on that extra person that you need for intake and and now your your admins doing or your paralegal is doing all all this stuff so i think it's a lot of problems there and there's those growing pains where there's uh, organization problems probably come from mm-hmm. maybe they were an organized person they weren't a lawyer they probably were probably pretty good at school and they they probably were organized but then now you run a business, which is not yeah. what you went to school for. Yeah. And, and then things start to kind of fall apart and you're like, oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. And they try to do it all. And that's where things start to kind of go out of hand. And, and that's what I see mostly. And we, and we turn a lot of clients down. Sometimes they're, they're just not a fit. Uh, maybe they're too small or maybe they just, they, they aren't in a place to, to have someone like us come in on board and that's fine. But I always like to be able to share or connect them with someone too and, and say, well, you should do this. You can do that. You know uh, we're here in the future for a better fit later on. But I, I see a lot of that in that stage of a law firm where, yeah, maybe they're doing well. they they could be profitable. They could be, but they're just kind of stuck right there where, you know, they, they can't move. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's not a good place to be, but I think every business goes through those kind of challenging points and you just got to work through it.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and certainly just, part of what you just said, which is they, they may have been organized. I bring this up a lot too, where what worked for them, maybe in law school doesn't work when they come in as, you know, a summer associate or a junior associate, and then maybe what they figured out in that role works for them for time management, doesn't work for them as they move up to junior partner or director, or whatever. The firm calls it and then what works for them that doesn't you know it, so as they grow they have to shift the way that they're doing things and then certainly i also like what you said sometimes you're turning firms away where they're maybe they're just not quite ready for what it is array digital can offer they can get there but they have got some stuff they have to do internally first so maybe instead of hiring you guys first they need to consider hiring someone in a role that can be that intake coordinator and help internally make sure that they're getting the right, not not necessarily, well, making sure what's coming in the door is a good fit so that they can define that and have a really clear, I imagine one of the things you want from your clients is a pretty clear understanding of what a good lead is because you Absolutely. can give yeah. them with a million leads, but what then you're not bringing value to the table. That's just overwhelming. It's like the floodgates coming at them. But if they have a pretty good crystal clear idea of what that what a good lead is for them then all of a sudden your relationship with your clients is really value driven and the it also creates more time for them because the leads that they're getting in the door are probably more accurate leads for what their firm is looking for to work with as well. So maybe that just means a little bit of internal work. And just FYI, that is not something I help with in terms of like, let's identify your ideal client. (laughs) I have people in my network and you probably do as well, Kevin, that can help them with that first step because it is worth the time investment now to be very clear on who that ideal candidate or sorry, not candidate, who that ideal client is before they then come maybe work with you and that will make your relationship more valuable.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's awesome when a client's like, we have an awesome intake process in place and we have a high close rate, blah, blah, blah. You know, they have those things and they know those things. And if yeah. when I interview a law firm, any of the law firms answer, uh, listening, I have a lot of questions I ask about revenue, client value, you know, what's your ideal customer? You know, what are you focused on? What have you done in the past? What's your strategy? A lot of, a lot of questions. And uh, yeah. that allows me to see like, okay, how are they operating? Are they a fit for us? Can we help them? Are they prepared for this kind of, of engagement and stuff like that? So it's, and if not, they can help them put them in the right direction and, and whatever, I always try to help no matter what. So, but it's a lot of that kind of stuff to figure out really where they are. And, and for any law firm listening it's those things that have that to your, on your fingertips, revenue, client per client, average value all that information just at your fingertips, always like you should know this, those numbers and information um, that helps anyone you're working with um, from a marketing standpoint to Mm -hmm. understand what you're really looking for so they can send you the right customers. So uh, just a tip there. There's a lot of good stuff out there, a lot of good information, a lot of good groups that you can join, a lot of books you can read. It's all out there. All the information is out there. But I, and I think the big thing with what you do, Sarah, I think as me being a business owner, the answers for everything is out there. For free, pretty much, but Mm -hmm. implementing it and having someone do it for you in some cases, that's the roadblock. I think it's, I can go read a book right now, does not mean I'm going to go do all those things? Probably not. For me, it's if I get one nugget, one little thing I can implement now, then that's a win. But I think when it comes to like productivity, time management, (laughs) you know, you can't just implement one thing and you're, you're good to go. So. Yeah. It takes a and lot more the,
1: it's the accountability piece too. Like I am pretty good at when I'm setting up things for me to do and I do it, but I know where my weaknesses are. And I'll just say even ex- an example was yesterday. I had the whole day blocked off. This I had blocked off a month ago or six weeks ago. And I said, okay, Tuesday, this Tuesday, I am going to work on my business. I need to just get my head into some things. I need to think about some things and you know, we, I think it's beneficial for all of us, especially business owners to have those days on your calendar, probably once a quarter, but certainly once or twice a year. But I also could see myself, even though it was on my calendar and I'm pretty good about it. I kept wanting to give that day away when I'm looking at scheduling things and everything is so blocked. And I went, oh, well that day's open. (laughs) And so I finally asked my assistant, I said, are you available from nine to noon on this day? Because you're going to be on Zoom with me. And I may or may not need you to do anything other than I need somebody in the room with me who, if I have a question or need you to do something, you're there. And so we scheduled it together and I held it. I had to make one slight adjustment, but it was due to my child needing me. But I was there, but I knew I needed that accountability because I kept looking at that going, I want to give that data away. And sometimes Number that's, point. and even with outsourcing other things, think about the things that you do outsource in your business, or you should outsource in your business. And sometimes we look at the cost and we just think about the, the pennies going out the door, but I really encourage you to look at the value. What are you saving in, in time? What are you saving in your sanity and maybe not even just your time in your hours of work, but what are you missing out on at home or in your personal life because you're working so hard in your business or your practice? Because that has so much more value than just the cost for whatever it is that you're looking at outsourcing. And I'm a a big believer of that. And I think that's part of my sanity and my ability to run my business most and sleep pretty good is like, yeah, I might pay a little bit of money to outsource this, but I do know the importance of that. So.
0: Yeah. It's just like, you know, internally delegating things where you need to as the Mm -hmm. owner versus doing it yourself versus, you know, ultimately if your firm can't do it in-house or shouldn't be, then you should be doing that as well. So. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Well, Sarah, thanks so much for sharing all this stuff about time management, productivity, you know, kind of how you work and how you can potentially help firms that are that are tuning in. And again, it doesn't have to be a managing partner. It could be you could be the the firm administrator, you know, the the current managing partner, which is not always the owner. But yeah, just think about what Sarah has to offer and appreciate her sharing some of her insights uh, on the show today. Sarah, what's what's one like a quick tip that someone could just do right now to where they it would help them? And without having to spend too much time.
1: Yeah. Okay. One quick tip, know your calendar, know, like really know your calendar. I hear a lot that, or it, maybe it's not even awareness, but they're almost afraid to look at the rest of the week or tomorrow because they subconsciously know there's something there that's going to surprise them or make them feel uncomfortable because they haven't started it or gotten back to that client or looked at the the brief or whatever. But the first step in starting to feel in control of your day, your week, your schedule, your is being having that awareness. Um, so that's going to be my tip. I keep my calendar up on my my other screen and aware of what's happening today and this week and that leads to preparation and you know I think it was Abraham Lincoln that says if you have 6 hours to chop down a tree, spend the first 4 hours sharpening your axe. That's <laughs> key is being prepared so calendar aware of it
0: that's also awesome. I, I think that's a good tip and um i know for me like guys you know you're subconsciously thinking about it because if you know it's on your calendar right? all right i know the whole week i always look at my whole week ahead and mm-hmm. not just today because i don't want to be surprised and some things i'm like you know if you're surprised you might not have enough time to prepare so um i think that's a great tip so check out your calendar be familiar with it know what's coming up and i think that's a good tip everyone listening you can connect with sarah Firm dash or firm hyphen, mm-hmm. I guess. Or is it dash? Yeah. I guess, yeah. Uh, it's hyphen.
1: They, the yeah. company that had firm focus way back when wanted some atrocious amount for <laughs> no hyphen. I know how so, that goes.
0: You know, I know yeah. but uh, it's just a, a redirect at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Firm hyphen focus.com. Yeah. You can check her out. If you're listening on the podcast, see what she's all about. She's got some videos on there and things like that. So go check her out. If you want to hear this podcast and others, we have a whole library full of episodes where I talk to tons of experts from, you know, that will run firms to outside uh, experts in the market space, all, you know, Ben Glass, Ken Artisan, uh, you name it. So we've had experts on the show. You can find that on our website. This is array.com forward slash podcast. These are also on LinkedIn, YouTube, and everywhere else as well. And of course, if you need any help uh, with marketing, got any questions about marketing, Strategy, SEO, advertising, websites, social media. Let me know. I'll answer your questions. You can LinkedIn me, reach out to me, help you out as much as I can. So that's all I got. Sarah, is there anything else you want to share before we go?
1: One other time saving tip is batch things. So listen to this podcast while you're walking to court, put the earbud in, take get that 10-15 minutes in, um batch it with things that you can do while you can listen to the podcast and get caught up on all the great episodes while doing something where it's not distracting at the same time. So, absolutely. Yeah, I love that.
0: I um I got about a 30 minute 25 minute drive to work, 25 ah. minutes home, and I I either do podcasts or audiobooks there and back every time and ah. I I cross through quite a bit from those two blocks just each each day. So yeah. very helpful for me.
1: Excellent. All right. Well, thanks. This has been fun, Kevin.
0: Yeah, you too. So, Sarah, thanks so much. Everyone else, have a productive day and we'll see you soon. We've been recording this podcast free of charge for years. Hopefully you're getting amazing value out of it. We don't ask for much, but would you do us one favor? Would you tell just one person about this podcast. If you get any value whatsoever, all we ask, and we'd greatly appreciate it, is share the podcast with one person just like you.